Welcome to Real Catholic Men, a boot camp for male spirituality. Our ultimate mission, to bring men to a greater understanding of their God-given roles within their families, the church, and the world. Here's your host, David Renshaw. Welcome back to Real Catholic Men. We call it an audio boot camp for male spirituality. And if you're with us last episode, we've been hearing the amazing conversion story of Joe McLean, Catholic hack, podcaster, husband, father. What he's been, And if you haven't heard the program, you can go back to www.realcatholicmen.com and listen to the first episode. But Joe, where we left off last time, uh, not to rehash the your entire history, but you've obviously come a long way and you had what you would consider your um, Damascus moment. Right. Yeah. So, so pick up yeah. where pick up where we left off last time and tell us, you know, what happened that that evening, and then where you've been going since then. Yeah, that was a powerful day in my life for sure. I, as I said before, I was uh, pretty much addicted to pornography for over 21 years. My entire outlook on life was completely flawed because of my history of picking up addiction uh, for, of pornography from my father. And by the way, my father picked it up from his father, so it's generational. Mm-hmm. I think it's right. an important point for men to understand. You know, but honestly, we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to cut the cycle, to break off this vicious cycle of generational sin and say this far and no further. Right. Not my sons, not my daughter. And that's what my story really culminates in. But in that spring day, April 2002, when I was on my knees there, uh, God granted me a gift that I didn't deserve. You know, like St. Paul says, you know, if it wasn't for the grace of God, I wouldn't be here. You know, because St. Paul wasn't seeking conversion when he was on his way to arrest con- Christians. Right. He wasn't looking for conversion. He had no desire for it whatsoever. Well, I didn't either. I wasn't looking for conversion. Conversion found me. I was simply wanting to be rescued from uh, what I felt was a disaster, you know, the disaster of my life. I wanted God to sort of, you know, pick me back up, get me a job, make, fix my marriage, the whole deal. Uh, just come, God, give me uh, the winning lottery ticket, and let's just be done with this. And then have him I go on his merry way, right? Yeah, it's the, it's the human way. Yeah. But God doesn't work that way. He, he takes what, what, I, what I intended for bad, he uses for good. And so on that day, he gave me a mystical experience because he allowed me in an instant of time uh, to understand things I didn't understand the instant before, the deep need, the desire for sexual integrity. I had no concept of that, uh, you know, the instant before that, but in that instant I realized I am leading myself to hell with this pornography. I have to uh, come clean. I have to confess. I have to get right. He also gave me the, the, the concept in my brain that I have broken my marriage, I must now sacrifice and suffer to fix it. That my wife shouldn't be required to do anything other than to uh, persevere through what this time will amount to. That I must be the heavy lifter. That I must do all the work. That I must suffer through it. Because the damage I had done to the heart of my wife, to my covenant relationship, was immense. And it would require much suffering because my wife certainly didn't understand what was going on. She certainly didn't understand uh, what uh, the effects are of pornography on men. They, my wife thought it was you know, her fault. She thought she had done something to cause me and drive me to that. When in fact, she did nothing. You know, she was the saint in the relationship. And I needed to suffer through the many, many moments in our ma- marriage where she would experience doubt and hurt and pain and agony and take that out on me. Well, I deserve that, and Christ gave me the opportunity to see that coming 
and say, that's the cross that you're going to bear because you've earned it. You've made your bed in a lion, it kind of thing. You know, right. suck it up, be a man. And so I went, and then the other thing, the other really, really important moment in that one time on my knees was he gave me a hunger, a desire to know him. I didn't really want to know him the instant before, but in that instant, I was addicted to God. I had to know him. And from that day on, I was like a fiend. I would listen to the radio. I, I, there was no Catholic radio where I lived, so I was listening to Protestant radio all the time, reading my, my Bible every day. I couldn't get enough. I would actually get angry if the radio station would just be talking about the weather. I didn't want to hear the weather. I wanted to hear the Word of God. You know, if you weren't you know, talking about the Word of God, then you were wasting my time. And I was just militant about this because this, just all of a sudden, this deep desire to want to know him because I realized I didn't have a clue. I didn't know anything about him, and I needed to know him. And then I, was, I felt almost embarrassed, almost embarrassed to pray in front of my wife you know, because I didn't know what to say to him. I, I was conflicted. You know, I, I knew I should be praying in front of my wife. I knew I should be leading my family in prayer, but I didn't know what to do. And so I totally poured myself out to God and trusted myself to him and allowed him the opportunity to lead me along the way. And this part of my journey kicked off just a beautiful opportunity to discover the Catholic faith. Because even though I was quote-unquote Catholic because I had gone through the RCIA program, received the sacraments, I can tell you from personal experience, I was not Catholic. <laughs> I didn't believe in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. I didn't believe that Mary was anything special. In fact, I, she was to be avoided. I mean, there was all kinds of things I rejected because, oh, I don't know, it's just weird Catholic stuff. Because at the time, it just didn't matter to me. But in that moment, when God was leading me through that, he introduced me to the early church fathers. He introduced me to, through, the, you know, through great friends of ours, through Scott Hahn and, and Tim Staples and Father Larry Richards, and you name it. And my world just came alive, and I discovered the beauty and the depth of my Catholic faith, and I dived in as deep as I could. Well, what, what comes out of this is God has revealed to me that every single one of us has been given aptitudes, gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it's not just so, okay, here you go, just a great little gift from your Father in Heaven. No, 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 no. He gave them to you, not for your purposes. He gave them to you so that you might use them for His glory. Right. You're required to use them for His glory. It's not a, it's not a request. It's, it's a command from our Father. You know, when Jesus Christ says, if you want to be my disciple, you'll take up your cross and you'll follow me to Calvary. He's not talking about being led there helplessly, you know, like a, some sort of servant or slave being dragged to Calvary. No, he picks up his cross, he mans it up, and he marches like a king before his army. This is the command. Use what I've given you for my purposes. And so when I had to take an inventory, what do I have? What, what do I possess, dear Father, that I could use for your purposes? Well, what he's given me is these aptitudes in radio and audio, video production, and, and just this passion within me. And so I don't know what I'm doing, but you know what? I'm going to do it for his glory. And so that's what my whole ministry has been about. That's why I developed the Catholic Hack, and I've been very, very blessed, <laughs> to no credit of my own, and certainly because I don't deserve it, but because God uses the, the, the foolish to confound the wise. And so I am, as I say, the donkey upon which Jesus rides. Amen, brother. Because, as Deuteronomy says, even, even God can cause a, a, a jackass like me to speak for his purposes. Amazing. Amazing. We're talking with Joe McLean, a podcaster, radio host. Uh, speaker at men's conferences. And actually, Joe, you actually put men's conferences together yourself in the Houston area, right? 
We do, yeah. I'm on the core planning team for the Houston, Galveston Houston Men's Conference. Now, going out and doing these talks and giving your testimony and doing conferences and hosting your own, obviously, and doing other ones as well, what kind of response do you get? I mean, obviously, this is a powerful testimony that can allow men to break down that wall uh, to hear the truth and stuff. What kind of a response do you get after you give your testimony? Well, when I, especially when I talk about um, pornography, when I just talk about my conversion to the Catholic Church, that doesn't nearly get the kind of response that, that you might think. But when I talk about how God saved me from pornography, and I, and I, I title it From Slavery to Sonship, because that prodigal son parable in Luke 15 is very, very important, impactful analogy for, for all of us. And I think we can relate to that. Because for the most part, men, um, they suffer shame. It's their shame. It's the shame that's within them that they don't want to talk about. And men who suffer from pornography think internally that they're the only ones. You see, cause society says you were born this way. You're just a creature of sexuality. Right. We're, an- so we're it's animals. okay. But it's, it's shame. You see, we seek satisfaction, but only have shame. And it's that shame that enslaves us. We don't want to talk about it. It's that dirty little secret. And so when they see a guy, you know, just some knuckle-dragger like me, it could be any guy, who gets up there and has the courage to call it what it is, to say it like it is, and to just explain, look, <laughs> I've been there. I've done that. And I ain't afraid no more. And I'm talking about it. Men cry. They, 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 come, they cried in front of me, and I just think, wow, to be used by God for this purpose, it's like hitting the perfect golf swing. I mean, right. I'll come back and, and, and hit 500 bad golf swings just for that one good golf swing again. It, that's kind of how it is. You know, I'll, I'll do this all day for nothing just so I can have that, that ability to be used by the Holy Spirit to affect the lives of these men. Because when they have that one moment where they're just looking at you, they don't even know what to say. They're just crying in front of you because finally someone has just said what I've been longing and desiring in my heart to say all this time, that I am a slave to this nonsense, to this pornography, and I need freedom. And you have given me an opportunity to open up and to talk about it. That's that opportunity where then you can really say to them, look them in the eye, Jesus loves you. He loves you so much. He wants to set you free from this slavery. And he loves you so much, he doesn't want to leave you where you're at today. No, he wants to transform you and convert you and bring you home to his Catholic Church and to the sacraments and the grace of reconciliation that God loves you so much, he desires deeply to take your sins from you. And you have nothing more and to give them to him in the confessional. And hear those sweet words, I absolve you of your sins. What greater grace, a gift of grace can we expect from our Heavenly Father? I think that's very important, Joe, because, you know, when I, I've had my own battles with pornography for a, for a long time as well, and when I hear the reflections from Sister Faustina in her diary that Jesus told her that the blows that Jesus suffered uh, and his scourging were blows of uh, sins against chastity and purity. And, you know, and that's that kind of that shame that we feel, that kind of closing in that, oh, my gosh, we're a terrible person. But look at Christ. Right. He rose in a glorified body, and we can be cleansed in the blood of the Lamb as well through confession and reconciliation. Right. Right. And in, in Revelation, it says, you know, he who sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And so we don't have to be mired in that dirtiness of the sin. We can be cleansed, Right. That's a big, you bring up a huge point, because I actually lead uh, a Houston chapter of the King's Men Apostolate, which is based out of North Philly, and 
excuse me, and it's based on uh, helping men overcome their addictions to pornography and helping them to find freedom. And so we get together and we talk about this all the time. You know, men, you aren't damaged goods. You know, you're not trash. You're made in the image and likeness of God. And because of that fact, you have indwelt dignity into your person. And that's another thing we have to remind ourselves, you know, that women also possess this inherent dignity. And every time we feel tempted to use them as a commodity, we need to be reminded of that. And to do that, I always pray to our Blessed Mother. I always say a Hail Mary. Every single temptation, I pray a Hail Mary. And at the beginning, I prayed hundreds of them a day. And it's gotten easier over time. But that's, that goes to that root of a man, because of his shame, he, he allows the devil to whisper into his ear, you're garbage. Look at you. You're a sinner. You know, you're worth nothing. We have to ignore that with all of our strength. We have to stand up and be mighty against the devil to say, no, I'm a son of the Most High. And if I have to me the access of grace through the sacrament of reconciliation and the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist that I can have within me living the divine son. And because of that, I can resist this idea that I am nothing more than garbage, uh, a tainted product, you know, uh, just to be disposed of because I am so weak and, and so fallen. No, God lifts up the lowly. He does so through his sacraments, and that gives us the strength to carry on. And, you know, honestly, if a men allow themselves to be defeated by this idea, oh, I'm just a, a lowly sinner, you know, they, what they also do is, in effect, they remove themselves from the battlefield. Well, Joe, it sounds like we're talking about a reprogramming of mind and spirit, and I would love to talk to you about that in a further episode if you, if you would, would mind coming back and joining us on Real Catholic Men. It'll be my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening once again, and until next time, this is David Renshaw praying that you Catholic men will continue to fight the good fight of faith and to not be afraid to be the man of God that our Lord and Savior is calling us to be. God bless. You've been listening to Real Catholic Men, heard each week at this time. For more information about this program, please log on to www.realcatholicmen.com or contact this radio station. Real Catholic Men is a division of Real Catholic Ministries and is produced in collaboration with Catholic Broadcasting Northwest.